This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. On this episode of Steelers Standard, Ben Roethlisberger got a new contract for 2021. Now the Steelers are under the cap for by about seven or eight million dollars. That means they have some money to play with, and they can have some even more money to play with. And we're going to spend this episode telling you about the guys we think we should cut, how much money they can add to that number, just what the Steelers might be able to throw around this offseason, and some free agents out there that are now all of a sudden potentially on the table, and some guys in-house that they could re-sign that we thought chances of that happening were long gone. Jacob Brett, Kellen Gursky, and Tom Opferman with you here on Steelers Standard. Ben did them a huge favor. There's no question about this. Taking five million off the, or leaving five million on the table, bringing the cap hit down by 15 million. Now he's at about 25.9 on the cap hit. It's best not to waste an opportunity given to you here if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. And before we cut anybody, I think it's safe to say that we can restructure Steph to its contract still get that cap hit of $14.9 million down because Steph too, it's a guy that I definitely want to have around longer than when his contract's up in 2022. Yeah. I mean, when you look at Steph, I mean, the problem, I guess the problem is though with to it is that his obvious injury history. And, you know, I know you can't necessarily hold that against the guy because it's not exactly his fault, but you see the type of player that Steph to it is when he's, when he's healthy and he's active. I mean, what, two years ago uh, when they lost him, I really thought that was like kind of the death note for, for the Steelers defense and that D line when they lost to it. Cause he was playing at an unbelievable level uh, when he first got hurt And last year. I mean, he wasn't that dominant. Uh, he didn't look like the, the player he was two years ago, but he was still very good and he still creates a presence, but you're right. I mean, you gotta, you gotta try to keep that guy, um, you know, longer term than, than like you said, when, when his contract runs out or whatever it is. Um, and, you know, I don't know how you go about that because um, how old is, is Steph? Let's see here. He's 30 years old. 30. So, so he's going to be 31 when his contract expires in 2022. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, you could probably get him on a three or four year deal. That'd probably be the end of his career. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely a guy that you um, should go after. I'm not saying that necessarily they'll do it oh, now. Excuse me. Steph, too, it's 27. Oh, he's only 27. Yeah, way, my bad. Yeah. yeah. Looking at my notes. Wrong here. Even be, more so. He'll be close to 30 when his contract is up in 2022. Okay. And I'd like to have him when he's about 32, 33 years yeah, old. That I mean, could run all the way to 2025, if you ask me. Right. And, and I mean, if, if he stays healthy, obviously, and if he continues to stay at that pace, like I said, he's he's had an injury history. So um, so that that is something to, to look out for and to think about. But, you know, I don't know if that's a move that you have to make now um, because, you know, you are going to have him um, at least for the next two um, but I do think that's a guy that you definitely want to bring back and continue to bolster that defensive line because let's be honest, that defensive line is only getting older and he's probably the youngest guy on that defensive line. He is by by a couple of years too. I think Tyson and Cam are both well over 30, but it's still the most solid unit that the Steelers have, I think, other than the wide receivers. I mean, you look around and we talked about just a little while ago, we talked about the possibility of losing Joe Hayden and Mike Hilton or Cam Sutton or a combination of the three, and we'll get to those guys later. But it used to be the cornerbacks were up there with the defensive line in terms of 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 a whole unit being working on all cylinders. But right now, it just seems like the defensive line has, has everything going for it. But yeah, I mean, I would love to re- reconstruct Steph's 
contract because even though, as Kellen pointed out, he is injury prone, he was able to come back in 2020 and play the whole season without getting dinged up or without re-aggravating the injury that took him out for the entire 20, 2019 season. So I'd be more than more than happy, more than willing if I were the Steelers to uh, make sure he's he's going to be here for a couple more years. Well, his current cap hit is, like I said, $14 million around there. So what if you could get that down by an extension to 2024, 2025 to around $9 million cap hit? Maybe you can even get it to something like $8 million. Maybe you can get it to $7 million, and yeah. you can really backload the cap hit for when you have a ton more cap space. But even if you say you get it down to $9 million, something like that, you save $5 million more on the cap. Now all of a sudden you're dancing in double digits with open cap space. You're looking at $12 million free space maybe even more if the cap comes out when they actually set the salary cap and it's higher than people expect it to be it could be in 190 191 million this is basing it off of it was if it was at a 189 million dollar cap which could grow a couple million dollars but still having double digit cap space that's huge when really like we said a day ago (laughs) they were in cap hell right they've been in cap hell the whole theme of this offseason has been oh, the Steelers are in cap hell, and it really just seems like the past two months were all for naught because now they're not in cap hell, and they're no. working their way towards cap heaven, honestly. Yeah, I mean, and next year is cap heaven, obviously. you got to get to that either point. now. Right. Even I mean, right now with $8 million that they have, like that's enough to at least run it back and yeah. maybe sign someone like a Sutton and then build in the draft. Yeah, I mean that's enough to do. Um, you know what we what we have talked about, and, and you know, like you said, the conversations that we had are kind of null and void now because um, it seems like they have enough cap space to um, be able to at least bring back most of the guys in 2020. And you know, like we keep saying, there are going to be cap casualties. There are going to going to be guys that aren't going to be back. And but I don't think the number is going to be as high. There's not going to be as many guys. Um, that are going to go because of the fact that, like you said, this whole Ben thing, and again, this was the one domino that needed to fall, and I think exactly. this, yep. this was the reason that when the meeting hadn't taken place that all of us were kind of getting a little bit frustrated and like, what what in the world's going on here? Because at the end of the day, this was the first domino that needed to fall. Whatever Ben's contract um, entailed, let the Steelers know this is what we're going to have to work with. Um, and, and are we going to have to make a lot of cap cuts to make this work? Or don't we have to make many at all, depending on what Ben does? And we see what Ben has done now with this contract. Um, I mean, really, it's kind of crazy when you break his con- his uh, his contract down. His base salary next year is only like a million point seven five mil. Hmm. And then the rest is all signing bonus. Like I just looked at that on spot track. It's pretty crazy. But that type of thing allows them to be more free, and they're not in cap hell anymore. And all of a sudden, what we thought was going to be kind of a depleted, not a depleted roster, but a roster where you had to make some really serious and really tough decisions, all of a sudden, you you don't have to do as many of those, if any at all. Yeah, I mean, Kellen, you said it perfectly about the dominoes, and it kind of led us to assume the worst, right? There was no telling uh, from what we've heard out of the Ben Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger camp that anything was going well, and the and the lack of the meetings between him and the team uh, continued to point us in that direction. And so, as you said, there was no reason for us to say, hey, I mean, it sounds like everything is going well with Ben and the team, so let's say, like, hey, like, Let's let's consider the possibility that the Steelers will have Joe Hayden or Vince Williams or Cam Sutton slash Mike Hilton back or maybe even Juju or Bud Dupree as a as a as a stretch possibility there. There was no reason we ha- we could 
be led to believe that. But now with this deal getting done and now with Ben taking uh, this load off the Steelers' shoulders, this weight off of their shoulders, we're, we're now in the entire opposite direction of where we were just 24 hours ago. I mean, 12 hours ago, really, because now we're, we're saying to ourselves, okay, what could the Steelers do? What, what are the best-case scenarios here? And we were, we're talking about individual guys and restructuring their deals. Kellen, you used the term dominoes, and, and the first domino that had to fall was Ben. Who's to say, I mean, it's not a given, but who's to say after the team sees their leader take this type of restructuring of a deal, who's to say guys like Seth Tewitt or, or others won't follow in his in his footsteps and also take a take a little spread out of their pay just so that the Steelers can go out and get more to acquire to help Ben in his last year because they know their best chances to win right now are with Ben at the quarterback position. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if there are some guys who step up behind Ben Roethlisberger and say, yeah, if Ben's willing to do it, I'm willing to do it. Let's go out there and try to win a Super Bowl. Well, with Steph to it, too, what's nice about him is when you are extending a guy and not just putting four years at the end of you're planning on voiding the second he retires, you can even give him a little bit of a raise here. Uh, I mean, you can yeah. reduce your cap and also give the guy a raise and reward him for his service Weird as, as that a Steeler sounds, and yeah. keep him as a Steeler. It's just the way you can game the system if you're playing this game. But you can keep Joe Hayden if you want to right yeah. now, too. But let's well, entertain cutting Joe Hayden. Okay. I still think they should be on that train. Well, you guys saw that tweet yesterday by Joe yeah, Hayden. Yeah. So there was a report that said the Steelers – think that Joe Hayden won't be back next year in 2021 and Joe quote tweeted that tweet saying well I don't think so and then Dale Lawley quote tweeted that tweet saying it seems like Joe know, might know something and then 24 hours later Ben Roethlisberger comes back with this deal that allows for Joe Hayden to be retained so maybe Joe Hayden did know something when he said when he said the opposite of the report that the Steelers were looking to release him. So I don't know. But, yeah, we can entertain the idea, Tom. You sure. cut Joe Hayden, you're okay. at about $24 yeah. million dollars in yeah. open cap space, assuming the Steph Tewitt restructure gives you at least $5 million back and Ben Roethlisberger getting them to about $8 million under the cap as it stands right now with his new deal. So $12 million saved if you cut Joe Hayden, $24 million in cap space, you're almost looking at being able to sign anybody you want at that point. Hey, you get in a time machine, you could go back and probably sign J.J. Watt if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. But you can definitely sign Sutton, and you can definitely sign Hilton, which I think would be absolutely huge. And now you can entertain a cheaper-than-Hayden option in the free agency pool, or you can just focus on drafting a cornerback. But either way, Silton and Hutton... Wow, Silton and Hutton. <laughs> Hilton and Sutton <laughs> both come back for sure. And you get a little bit of depth in your defensive backfield instead of just bringing back Joe Hayden and then maybe bringing back a Sutton. I don't know, but I think I'd rather have Hilton and Sutton than bringing back Joe Hayden. I think cutting Joe Hayden's the right choice. And like I said, you still have a lot more money after Hilton and Sutton if you cut Joe Hayden. Yeah, I mean, you would have a lot you more money. You wouldn't have as much money if you chose a Hayden and a Sutton. No, example. I mean, do I think that's probably what the Steelers will end up doing? I, I think so. Um, I think they'll let one of those guys walk to bring back uh, to bring back uh, Hayden, and and I don't think there's anything wrong with that um, because, uh, you know, Hayden is the number one corner right now, and he is due to take a step back, but the hope is that it isn't a big step back. The hope is is that he can at least stay on par with where he was last season. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, like we talked about, he missed some time, and that was big for the Steelers too. 
Um, but just looking at, like you said, Tom, if the Steelers were, um, you know, able to, or if they did cut Hayden and it would save them more cap space. I'm just looking at, you know, some guys here on spot tracked and, and a guy like Patrick Peterson, all of a sudden, you know, that was a hot commodity a few years ago. Yeah. You know, it's his uh, estimated market value is about 10.2 million. All of a sudden that doesn't sound as crazy. You know, you could bring in, um, yes, Peterson isn't the player he was a handful of years ago either. Mm-hmm. Um, but all at the same time, like you said, you could bring in somebody to be that stopgap guy, um, and it could be cheaper than Hayden too. I mean, I know that that Peterson isn't necessarily, um, but you could bring a guy like Peterson. There's a bunch of guys out there um, that could be a stopgap guy for the year, and then you bolster it in the draft. You go out and get a cornerback in the draft, and you make that room better. And, oh, by the way, they can learn from Patrick Peterson, who at one time was one of the best corners in the league. Right, and I think a great example, too, of you don't know who that guy could be that the Steelers bring in, but a great example is Steve Nelson, right? When Steve Nelson was on the Chiefs, Steve Nelson wasn't the most highly, you know, highly sought after name in free agency, whether it was offense, defense, or or at the position. It was just a guy that the Steelers were able to go out and get, and he's been a difference maker ever since. So it's not even the fact that you need to go out and get the flashiest name, just go out and, 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 get the right piece, and the Steelers are able to do that. What do you think about restructuring Steven Nelson's contract? Yeah, he's right. 28, he's yeah, 28 easily. years old. He's a free agent after this coming season. His cap hit is around $14 million right now. If you re- sign him to an extension two or three years down the road, you could definitely get that cap hit down to six, not six million, $8 million, $9 million, do mm-hmm. another Steph Tewitt situation. That's another $5 million on top of all the stuff we've just made. We're almost at $30 million. And we haven't even gotten to just cutting Ebron, which I think they should do maybe more than I think they should cut Joe Hayden at this point now that we have a lot of cap space and the points that you guys brought up. But Eric Ebron saves you $6 million on that cap if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now all of a sudden you're looking at $30 million, even if we don't restructure or even if the Steelers don't restructure the Steven Nelson contract. $30 million, you could get pretty much anybody you want on this market. You could even start entertaining the idea of bringing back Bud Dupree, who's got a market value of about yeah. $18.2 million. Now, that might be you know cutting off your nose to spite <laughs> your face because, yeah, you get to bring back Bud Dupree, but then maybe Hilton or Ann Sutton have to walk or you only get to re-sign one of them because you spent a lot of money on Bud. I don't know how that would work, but at least it's an option now where it personally, was completely I would off rather, the table now. Personally, I would rather keep, and this is not a slight at all against Hilton or Sutton because I think they've been great assets to the team ever since uh, Sutton was drafted and Hilton was signed, but I would I would love to see Bud Dupree. If we had to pick, I would love to see Bud Dupree back in 2021 over any of those guys. Even the absurd free agent like Trent Williams, who's going to get released by the Niners. He's got mm-hmm. a same, similar market value to Bud Dupree. He's on the table all of a sudden. And real quick, I, I'm, sure, instant upgrade. I'm sure you guys saw this um, about Bud Dupree. He did say that um, he felt like he was going to be able to go for the beginning of training, training camp. And, you know, I don't know if that's just to float it out there to get some teams like, right. hey, like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. miss any time. And maybe that's something that some people originally thought. I mean, it's right around that time frame. Like, it normally takes around, like, nine months with an ACL yeah. or something like that. So I think it happened in December. This would be, like, eight and a half the start of training camp, somewhere in there. So the timeline does add up, but I just wanted to bring up that point. We're talking about Bud Dupree. I'm sure some people thought, yeah, but what about the ACL? I mean, he says that he's going to be able to go. 
Um, I, you know, again, he might just be saying that to try to make a little money. And he on might. top of that, any team could, in the beginning of training camp, ease him in, put him on the pup li- list for you know a couple weeks, whatever it is, and then he can ease himself in. That could obviously happen. Um, but I did just want to throw that out there. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could definitely bring back a guy like Bud. You know, even if if you do cut um, Ebron and um, you know, I I still think though, man, it's just so tough to cut Ebron because you don't have a lot there. Yeah, and I know that you know we just drew, drew out that you, you would have Hunter Henry now. You could, but but are you going really to? Could. You know he's, what I mean? Kyle Rudolph would be cheaper. <laughs> he would be, but Hunter Henry. We're talking about Bud Dupree and Trent Williams. Those are fantasies. Yeah, Hunter Henry's around twelve million dollars. That's mm. all of a sudden very reasonable for a team. That it could have around, th- if what we are talking about plays out, yeah. around $30 million in cap space. I mean, you could. And I mean, I again, if that was a, a scenario in which, you know, it did happen and they did have that much money, you definitely could go out and get that guy. Um, but at the same time, where else are the other holes? We, we talked about, you know, if that possibility could happen, then maybe you lose, um, you know, Sutton or somebody like that. Then maybe you have to get a corner, too. Um, and, and you have some money to play with if this, you know, hypothetical does pan out. But it's just tough for me with with Ebron because, you know, yeah, you could go out and get a, a free agent tight end or whatever it is. But you just have him and nobody else. And that's kind of the same situation that you're in with Ebron. You have Ebron and really nobody else. So would you guys rather have Ebron and no one else or Hunter Henry and no one else? I mean, obviously Hunter, Hunter Henry. Henry yeah. But yeah. but I mean, sure. you know, it is going to cost you a lot. It wouldn't be no one else. They'd go out and they'd, sure. draft, I mean, they'd, right. draft, it just they'd draft be, someone later. It wouldn't be Hunter Henry and Vance McDonald is, is right. what we're trying to say. Yeah. Um, and real quick, it looks like J.C. Hassenhauer um, has signed a one-year deal. Uh, with the Steelers, according to Jeremy Fowler. So. Good for him. Good for him. Nice. That's depth. You just yeah. need a, you need a backup center, especially when you're going to be breaking in possibly a rookie at center. Yeah. So. Um, doesn't look like there's been any details to it yet. Oh, it's very insignificant. Yeah, it I mean not that barely going to make a blemish on the camera. And don't think, think so. for a second uh, if if you're thinking that like oh the Steelers have found their center in 2021. No. They he's took not the gonna 15 be million no. in cap space they opened up with Ben, and they gave it all to Hassan. <laughs> he signed him a one-year 15, 15 million, million yeah, on the yeah. cap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's not the center of 2021, folks. Don't get your hopes up. Don't don't come running to you know. Don't go jumping off of the Clemente Bridge or anything like that. Now another guy that this all of a sudden opens things up for is Juju Smith-Schuster, and I don't want the Steelers to re-sign Juju Smith-Schuster. Whoa, Juju Smith-Schuster. It's a tongue twister. It is a tongue twister. That's why I want him out of town. I just don't want to say <laughs> his name anymore. But now the ball's in your court, Juju. You can be the hometown guy now and take a discount, yes. leave some money on the table, yes, and it doesn't say. have to be drastic where you're only playing for like $5 million, $6 million. You could still play for like $10, 11000000 million on your base salary plus signing bonus next year. Carry a cap hit of maybe around like $10 million, $9 million, $8 million, and then have cap hits you know, as the extension goes, however long it goes to. But you saw Ben take that discount. You heard what he said to you after the game against Cleveland. Are you going to take that to heart? And you're going to say, wow, he really put his money where his mouth was, quite literally, where he said he would really like to keep playing with me. Maybe I'll leave $4 million on the table. Or maybe I'll try to backload the contract and take a discount up front to keep the cap low. Yeah. And come and stay for the team that I said I really want to stay you know and play what, with. You know what You'd be a too? big phony if he walks now. Like, it would I think look great for the brand, phony. too. The brand, the brand would flourish uh, of, of selfless acts for Juju. I just think it. 
you would look like a huge scumbag now because yeah. at first when you were talking all that talk, like, yeah, I'd love to come back to the Steelers. But there like, wasn't much of a chance. There wasn't much happen. of a chance. Right. Now Ben's saved $15 million and if all these cap casualties happen, which at least some of them are going to happen, they're going to have double-digit cap space. They're going to be able to sign you if you can just not take as much money up front or spread it out in the back of the contract. Ball's in your court, Juju. Yeah. 100% the ball is in Juju's court. And, um, you know, do I, I still kind of think that he's just going to leave. I and think make, the Jets yeah. are going to offer him like 17 mil in base and, salary and, plus bonus, and he's going to take it. Yeah, and to be not? completely honest, like if you're Juju, I mean, I think you'd kind of be dumb to not take sure. that money, right? Like sure. I don't think he's a, a number one a, wide receiver. but It's a gamble on yourself if you do it the way I'm saying because yes. you have to you stay have to healthy. You right. have to keep producing. And then if you play that contract out, you'll probably make more betting yeah. on yourself in the long run. Right. But teams like the Jets are going to give you. If more you money get up if you front. get that money right away, Cash, yeah. yeah. I mean, I could fizzle out in three or four years, and st- I mean, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I, hypothetically, you'll be taken care of. Yeah, you'll be taken care of for sure. So I, you know, I still think that's going to happen. And you know, the point that you guys just brought up kind of was sparked today too. The NFL on Instagram kind of posted that the Steelers signed Ben to a new contract, and Juju commented on it. Let's go. And then he commented again and said, "Now let's talk." Yeah. So again, does that mean that he's going to take less money? Does that mean that you know he's going to do the hometown friendly discount? Maybe. And if you know, if you really want to be a Steeler, this is the scenario that we were all talking about. This yeah. is what you have to do in order to be a Steeler for life. If that's what you want to do, you that's what you say. But do you really want to do it? Now it's time to prove it. Right. When you're posting pictures on your own Instagram feed of the downtown skyline of downtown Pittsburgh saying, I want to retire here. I want to spend my entire career here. This is the time to to put up or shut up, right, as as we all like to say. And real quick, too, I, this thought just popped in my head, like, thinking about the whole Ben thing. Like, we talked about, you know, him wanting to bring Juju back. Like, was this had to be in mind, right? Like, I almost wonder if him and Juju were kind of in contact and Ben was like, Maybe. I'm going to. I'm going to figure it out. We're going to figure out a way to do it. And maybe this was the only way to do it. Um, you know, I'm not saying that that's what happens or that or happened or that Juju and Ben were in cahoots or anything like that. But Ben obviously wants Juju here. He's said as much. So, um, I mean, looking at that, it, it definitely makes me think like Ben must want him back and maybe he will be back. I mean, that seemed like a foregone conclusion to all three of us. But again, uh, this opens up a lot of possibilities for the Steelers. I think Ben would definitely want him back. I mean, that's the guy that we've talked about that has been with Ben the longest. And Ben's number one thing every year is comfortability for him. And Juju makes him very comfortable. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if if Juju were, were in on some of the talks that Ben was having about restructuring that deal. T.J. Watt's another guy that could be extended, mm-hmm. too. Ten point. 10.08 million dollars against the cap this year as they pick up his fifth year option. You extend that out, you might be able to save a couple million dollars with him right there and lock up an absolute cornerstone to this franchise that mm-hmm. you want to have remain a Pittsburgh Steeler for the rest of his career. But then again, there's always the other side of that where it might be smart to just have him play out this 10 million dollars yeah, and then, then franchise him tag him yeah. next year. Franchise tag him's the way to go if you yeah. do it. Only have to pay him whatever the market is, $15, $16 million. That's the cap hit. It'd be great, honestly, because then you can spread that wealth around, and then you can really kick that can down the road when you have a ton of cap in 2023 and give T.J. Watt whatever mega deal he wants, or maybe he plays himself out of that mega deal. (laughs) He might. The franchise tag is so one-sided. It's so in favor of the team, even though it is – you know, the second you sign that franchise tag, that money is in your bank no matter what, all guaranteed money. But also – 
you know, you, do you want, really want to make your future cornerstone on that defense salty for one year? I don't know if you do, but it might be the best for business. Yeah, to give them that franchise it might be tag. best for business for sure. But I don't know, man, when whenever like the franchise tag gets brought up in Steeler land, it always kind of, you know, I don't know. It rubs me the wrong way. It brings back bad memories. And, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, Jay or that TJ would do that. I'm not saying that he would take it the wrong way or that he wouldn't like look at it from a team perspective. But I don't know. The franchise tag a lot of times rubs a lot of pros the wrong way, and it, it makes guys think of outside of the box a little bit. Um, I don't know. I'm not saying that TJ would do that, but again, man, the franchise tag. Like I get goose. Like I just get nervous thinking about the franchise tag. And like you said, Tom, that's a guy that you really want to be the cornerstone of your not only your defense of your team. Like he's probably going to be the face of the franchise once Ben retires. You want that guy long term. And it might just be you bite the bullet after this year and you sign him to a mega deal at that point just so you for sure have him. Did you guys hear Terrell Edmonds dropped a rap today? No. <laughs> did you hear it? No. No, I didn't. You didn't hear it? it? Well, no. you're going to hear it on the next episode of Steelers Standard. A little bit of it, a little bit, at least. And we're going to talk about Terrell Edmonds as well and his play on the field and what he can bring to the table in 2021. What he can do for his quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, because this is now the season for Ben. Mm-hmm. It's his last season. Let's go out there and win one for Ben like they won one for Bettis. I think last year was kind of like that, too. It's just now this th- is now, it, now this is real, it. Yeah, ben had real. his running back out of the tunnel moment like Bettis did, and we all thought it was over for him, but it wasn't, and it ended with Lombardi glory. So we'll talk about Edmonds. And someone said something really dumb about this upcoming quarterback draft class. I know Kellen wants to get into that. So we're going to get into that on the next episode of <laughs> Steelers Standard as well. But that's it for this one. Thank you, as always, for listening to us here on Steelers Nation Radio. Check out the podcast at Steelers.com. Download and subscribe to the podcast at Apple or Spotify. For Jacob Brecht and Kellen Gursky, I'm Tom Opperman. We'll talk to you on the next episode of Steelers Standard.